episode three of the Learn Easy cast. Here is Patrick Bastion and my usual guest, Rico. Hey, Rico. And co-host, Rico Lauder. Hi, hi, Pat. How's it going out there in, uh, in Freiburg? Ah, oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's okay, Rico. So far, so good. We haven't had uh, too many problems uh, with the, what they call here the lockerong, the loosening of the rules. Uh, so I see a lot more people out on the street. Uh, fewer people are wearing masks than before. So I think people are starting to get more relaxed about the rules. Um, how is life in Denver, Rico? Yeah, so Denver is also loosening up. Um, we had a stay-at-home order. Now it's just sort of better at home, basically only going out mm -hmm. if you need to. Um, some uh, businesses are being able to open up. And uh, there was a case in a city near Denver, oh, in yeah? Castle Rock, where a cafe yeah. kind of uh, opened up and just completely disregarded the suggestions of social distancing. Wow. And, and the business had its business license pulled wow. for, for lack of, you know, following the suggestions. And so it, it is amazing to me um, that people still go out in public without a mask. And I think it's, it's, some people are just, I guess, either not concerned with getting the virus, don't believe it's even serious. Um, but, you know, it's nice to see some normalcy returning and we'll just see how it plays out. Uh, we still have a lot of infections in uh, the United States. And oh, um, speaking about infections, oh my God, that's, that's exactly what we want to talk about today, the word of the week, right? Yeah. Uh, so we have a lot of types of uh, ways of describing, you know, someone who has an infection, right, as an adjective, right? Uh, and what else can we say about that, Rico? Well, the people are infected, right? Ex exactly. And I think people don't realize the magnitude of how serious this can be. But, you know, when you have an infectious disease. Exactly. The disease is infectious. Yes. You know, you need to think about the implications, not just for you as a young person who maybe is not as susceptible, yes. but it's really about not transmitting the disease to others and causing more infections in society. Exactly, exactly. So as you can see, we can use this uh, word of the week of to be infected or the having an infectious disease or uh, dealing with an infection, uh, so the noun form. Uh, it's an interesting way of using uh, this podcast. We'll try to give you a couple more words of the week um, for the next podcast, um, and a little bit of uh, a little bit of our next segment would be about also trying to improve your grammar, helping you to improve your grammar. Um, oh, what, what tips would you give uh, our audience, Rico? Uh, sure. Some general tips first, I guess, and then yeah. we'll go into a specific one. Yeah. Well, I, I think things that people can do, um, whatever language you're studying, but as you know, our focus is English, yeah. is, is when you're watching a TV show or a movie in English, uh, I, I think it's very common to want to put on subtitles in your native language to make sure you understand everything. And there's nothing wrong with that, especially if it's like, a movie you really wanted to watch and you just want to get as much out of it as you can. But as the focus is really language acquisition and language mastery, my biggest tip, and I can speak from firsthand experience, my wife is from Colombia, her native language is Spanish. 
and we've been <clears throat> we've been watching Ozark. We actually just finished uh, binge watching the three seasons. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. And yes. <clears throat> she she didn't start watching with English subtitles until season three, mm-hmm. and and she really regretted it because she learned so much in that third and final season because in the show there's a lot yeah. of collo- there's a lot of colloquial language, a lot of regional dialects, a lot of just you know informal English. And so by having English subtitles along with the soundtrack in English, you really get a chance to see where you are with the language. And so what you can do is you can pause it when you come to a word or phrase that you're not familiar with and write it down. You know, you don't need to look up every single phrase, but just the practice of writing it down makes you aware of what you don't know. And then, you know, for a select few words or phrases, you can take the time to look those up and try to incorporate those into your own um, personal uh, vocabulary. Yes, yes. To to have a little bit of a vocabulary list going, a, a, yeah. a book with vocabulary words. And and, and so yeah, yeah. And so that's actually my next tip. You know, yeah, I mean, so yeah. as we've been staying at home, my wife and I, you know, we've obviously spent more time together than than usual, and so we've looked for things we can do together. And one of those things is reading a book called uh, The Power of Habit, and we've decided to read this in Spanish because I am not a native speaker of Spanish and I want to continue honing my own Spanish skills. Very good. And, and what, I, what I like to do is I like to literally um, write in the book. So if you own the book, you can do this. Otherwise, what you can do is on a notebook, you can write out the words or phrases that you don't know and look them up. Um, I think that's just really helpful. It doesn't have to be every single word or every single phrase. But over the 300 plus pages that I read, I was really shocked at how many words I couldn't say in earnest that I knew for certain what the definition was. And more so just than vocabulary, it's like turns of phrase, colloquial expressions, words, etc. So those are two big things. I think just watching movies with subtitles in your target language, so in English, or writing down words from a book and looking those words or phrases up can really, really help you identify what you don't know and then incorporate that into your personal vocabulary so that as you you engage in your language uh you're going to have more confidence you're going to understand more and be able to feel more confident when speaking yes uh, i think that's a a good tip there between uh, writing and keeping a vocabulary book and, and and making sure that you write down words or phrases that you've encountered in your reading of whatever language uh, we're focused on English right now. <laughs> uh, and I think uh, that's a great tip. And let's go into one more, you know, very simple tip that I, I find um, many times when I speak to my students here in Freiburg and they're trying to introduce themselves, they always feel a little bit nervous. And I hear them, especially when they're just trying to tell me, oh, I, I live in Freiburg. Sometimes they would say, I'm living in Freiburg. And, and I always get a little bit of a shiver down my spine. Because as an English teacher, uh, I know it's such a simple thing, but it would be nice um, to let them make a, a little bit of a call back to their basic grammar, you know, uh, to, to understand that the present tense is, is important when you're introducing yourself, especially if you don't plan on moving from Freiburg. So if someone says I'm living in Freiburg, I have this feeling that they mean, well, I, I live in Freiburg right now, but 
Uh, I may move out in the next month or two. I'm I'm waiting for this infectious uh, disease to uh, to dissipate so I exactly, can exactly exactly at the moment I'm thinking about moving to Antarctica oh. where there are no diseases to deal with or, or New Zealand I I hear New Zealand they're doing it's a great safe. job exactly yeah. exactly you have to move into an island where there is no chance of getting the disease but I think they really mean I live in Freiburg I live in this area and and I and it's sort of a permanent state, okay? And uh, I think uh, these shades of meaning are very important in the English language because English is a very simple language in some ways, but it's the way you say things and, and the grammar that you use that in, imply, or imply uh, what you really mean. And uh, that can be very difficult for students learning the language. Well, uh, what do you why think? Oh, I, I absolutely agree. And I think this is exactly the reason why learning English online one-on-one -on -one, gives you that opportunity to practice specific targeted things. So for instance, the use of this particular grammar topic, you know, the present tense versus the present progressive tense and all the different ways that you can use each of those tenses. Yes. And I think that, you know, again, practicing with an instructor, having the instructor hold you accountable by pointing out a mistake Mm -hmm. And practicing that and not taking a personal, uh, you know, don't, don't take it as a personal attack, but just take it as an opportunity to learn and practice. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really one of, the big, one of the best ways to improve your language and get to that C1 or even C2 level in a language is having that one-on-one -on -one instructor time. Mm -hmm. In a classroom setting with other um, students, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. It can be at times more affordable, but you get what you pay for. And in exactly. a one-on-one -on -one class, you get targeted practice on the specific topics that you want to improve. So whether it's your grammar, whether it's your pronunciation, whatever it may be, you can really focus on those specific uh, topics. Exactly. And uh, in a group class, it's wonderful. You have the community to work with, but of course, teachers are busy trying to help um, all the students. So they may not correct you as often as you probably would like. So definitely think about that. Uh, um, as always, um, the team, Learning D team is always ready to help you. Uh, and uh, feel free, whatever language uh, you want to learn. Uh, right now at Learn Easy, we have teachers for English, German, Italian. And uh, if you also need help in, in uh, your university's courses, uh, at the moment we have an economics professor uh, ready to help you. And, uh, and of course, we are looking forward to getting more teachers online with us. And we're looking forward to hearing suggestions from our students. Right, Rico? Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, I, I think that, you know, our hope with this uh, Learn Easy cast yeah. is to pose a variety of topics and suggestions. Mm -hmm. But we're always open to feedback and uh, input from students so that we can really customize and tailor this podcast around the, the, the goals and the needs of the, the student listeners. Yes, yes. And I think we're almost out of time now, but I just want to say uh, we will only continue doing this podcast as long as our students keep giving us feedback and allowing us to um, answer their questions and also to bring in uh, maybe experts, experts, right, uh, in the areas that they, they want to learn in, yeah, some, some subjects not only having to do with languages, but also maybe business, like Rico's an expert in uh, eBay sales and uh, working in the gig economy. 
and uh, myself, uh, I am uh, an engineer by degree, and uh, I look forward to helping others who are interested uh, novices in uh, the in the world of uh, programming and development. Yeah. So we we are not just English teachers, but but we're students of the world, and uh, we we look forward to hearing from our fellow students, and uh, we'll definitely look forward to. Uh, getting your feedback in the near future. So uh, to end it, I want to say keep learning easy. And uh, Rico, um, yeah, hopefully I have you next time for the next episode. Huh? Yeah, stay safe and stay healthy, Pat. And yep. uh, we'll talk again soon. Okay, take care. All right. Take care.